One of the government's big nation-building election promises, the $15 billion National Reconstruction Fund, is heading to the Senate. It passed through the lower house yesterday after the government agreed to the Greens' demand to ban the fund from investment in coal, gas and native logging projects. Last month, the industry minister linked this fund to national security, specifically the investment in quantum and critical technologies that are part of the AUKUS Security Pact. This morning, there are multiple leaks suggesting Australia will buy two types of submarines. Ed Husick is the Minister for Industry and Science and is our guest this morning. Minister, welcome back to breakfast. Good morning, Patricia. Jackie, the Jackie Lambie Network Senator Tammy Tyrrell says giving into the Greens on native logging is a smack in the face to Tasmanians and that it's a broken promise. Does this mean it's actually much more difficult for you to get this through the Senate? You may have the Greens on board, but the Jackie Lambie network clearly isn't happy. Well, I've never taken for granted uh, trying to negotiate this uh, through our parliament, uh, not because I think it's impossible, but because we've approached this from the point of view of respecting different views and that we need to work through them all and we certainly met with the Jackie Lambie network and I've been grateful for both Jackie and Tammy's input. We've had good discussions so far but very early and that's been the case with other crossbenchers and the Greens as well where we've taken things on board and I've always said and I think we previously discussed Patricia that uh, you'll try to agree as much as you can. There'll be some things that we can't but I do take the opportunity to get that feedback and start thinking through well if we can't do certain things in in terms of a legislative amendment, what are other things that we can do to try and address some of the issues raised and that type of cooperation I think is really important and expected and I, in relation to Tammy's comments, uh, I just make the point that uh, we had said all along this is a manufacturing fund. Uh, when the Greens raised their concerns initially around coal and gas, uh, we had expressed, emphasised, said a number of times, this fund is about manufacturing. It's not about extraction. It's not about uh, logging either. Uh, and if the Greens needed that assurance in writing via an amendment, so be it. And that's what's happened. But uh, at its heart, the fund remains unchanged from what we had said before, which is we want to revitalise manufacturing capability. We need to invest in it, and that's what this fund will do. Okay, but logging has now been banned in that amendment, according to the deal. Logging is... No, it a- hasn't- Okay, well, okay, you, you can Sorry, interrupt. Sorry, you go. No, I, it was rude of me to interrupt. You, you, no, 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 you go through. Sorry, it was rude of me to... No, it <laughs> just my typical it, Balkan reaction. Yes, Sorry. yes, clearly. Well, let me, um, let me Greek-Australian you and say, uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you mean then? Um, you know, you just added the amendment. Logging all of a sudden is in it. Logging is a billion-dollar industry in Tasmania. Are you prepared to offer the Jackie Lambie Network or Tasmania something in exchange? Logging will continue where state governments and territories allow for that type of activity to occur. Uh, what we're talking about is value-add. Where, where do we go for value-add in resources and agriculture, along with all the other priority areas in there, and turn that into manufacturing? So the Act itself, like this will continue, as I said, wherever it occurs, it'll, it'll keep going. And uh, I just reacted in terms of when you were framing up the question, Patricia, just around uh, the, the whole notion that this will stop logging. It won't. It will continue. And some of the reactions I've seen, you know, you just got to raise your eyebrows and move on to the next thing. But uh, this is really a fund that is focused on making making sure we can do more onshore 
uh, and instead of just doing what we've done in times past, th- taking a moment to think, okay, what can we do differently with this, add value, instead of sending it off, importing it back at higher price and not having manufacturing self-sufficiency available to us in this country when we've got some of the lowest manufacturing self-sufficiency in the OECD. Okay, so logging and coal and gas, they were never going to be in it anyway, you're essentially saying. But Mm. you still agreed to put the amendment. The amendment obviously is concerning Tammy Tyrrell. Are you prepared to take that part out? I think, well, look, it's past the House and I'm not, you know, if we've made an agreement uh, with a party, we want assurance that, or we want people to know that if we have struck an agreement, we're not going to be backtracking in the middle of negotiations. I don't think that's a good way to to behave and I don't think anyone would want that happening to them uh, outside of politics as well. Mm. So we honour the deal that has been reached, but it was one where it was about extending assurance to the Greens about the nature of this fund. We've done that and we're having those discussions with Tammy and Jackie and working through those issues and I've really welcomed the way in which they've approached it, they'll obviously they've got a job. They 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 got a job to do to stand up and uh, and express the things that they feel strongly about. And I get that. And we'll we'll uh, obviously take stuff on board and work through things with them. Okay, I've got a question from a listener, which I think is mm-hmm. pertinent. Uh, Rod says the fund can invest in renewable energy. Yep. So when you say it wasn't going to be about coal and gas anyway, um, well, it can. Renewable energy isn't manufacturing, right? Well, to Rod's point, and um, it is a pertinent question, and it gives me a great chance to just reinforce the, reinforce the point. If we've got new ways of generating energy and we need to manufacture the technology for that to occur, then the fund is there to be able to back that and provide the capital for that type of activity. Uh, you know, the Prime Minister often cites rightly... Uh, we had a lot of the intellectual property on solar panels generated in this country, you know, in some cases just out of the uni of New South Wales and other parts of the nation, but then we shipped off the idea to someone else to finish it off as a manufactured product and then we import it back in. And we're talking about, well, how can we get more of that activity onshore with the challenges we've got with climate change and reducing emissions? And if we can find a way to manufacture a lot of the components required for renewable energy onshore, then we want to be able to support that through the fund. But I totally get where Rod's coming from. Okay. The government has reserved $2 billion under the NRF for critical technologies and value-add minerals. Investment Mm. in quantum technology, artificial intelligence and robotics are key planks of the AUKUS agreement. What timeline are you working towards delivering those projects? Uh, I wish I could deliver everything yesterday, frankly, given my impatience, but uh, you've got to work through, uh, obviously, in the first stage. We've had a really great win yesterday in the House and very grateful for everyone who backed in that in the House, absent the, the coalition's interest. We've got to get it through the Senate and then we've got a whole process of standing up the corporation. We're very keen to get this moving uh, as soon as we can, but I'm just... As much as I know you'd have a desire for me to name a precise date, I'm going to be a bit bit more reticent about delivering that because I've focused on making sure we get this done right. It's a big investment in our nation's manufacturing capabilities and it's better to get it done right rather than rush it. Just on um, on this issue of getting the bill through, okay, so you don't want to change the deal with the Greens because you say it's, you know, good faith. You mm. need others though. Do you have Lydia Thorpe's support? We're working through. I'm not going to be making announcements on behalf of other people until they're prepared to do it, just out of respect to their. But are you the negotiating with things. her? We'll we'll negotiate with a whole range of people in the Senate, yes. and we're having but we're starting her? those discussions. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely happy to discuss 
uh, with her and any other senators that have got an interest in this bill and in particular an interest in working with us on building up our manufacturing capability. Uh, they have my wholehearted commitment to work with them and I might on that point too. I mean I was really disappointed the coalition took the step that they did in not backing the bill but uh, I say to you, as I've said on the floor of the House, Patricia, if the Coalition decide to change their mind and want to work with us productively, that offer always remains. And it's not okay. uh, that... And it's not They're not the going to change their mind, so let's not go down that well, road. Well, you never know. But you Look, look, I, I'm not going to crow if they do change their mind. I'm genuine about this being a national reconstruction fund. And just because they come on board, if they were, and I, I take your point, it's mm. probably unlikely... Uh, it's not to the exclusion of others because at its heart and what we want is we want the parliament to be able to recognise this is a moment in time where we can have okay. a nation-building piece let, of investment and we can work together. Let me get to something more realistic. Returning to AUKUS, there are multiple leaks suggesting Australia will buy two types of nuclear submarines as part of the AUKUS deal. South Australia is seeking guarantees the decision to buy up to five nuclear-powered subs from the US will not erode the cast-iron commitment to create a sovereign nuclear submarine building capacity in Australia. Now, that very much uh, overlaps into your area, industry and, and you know, the, the job creation. Can you give them that guarantee? Well, I think the first thing is that obviously we, we recognise as a government, as all governments should, national security is really important, that we've got the defence capability required for the country to suit the times that we're in is vital. And we recognise that the deal itself, initially brokered uh, by another government needs to be honoured by ours and delivered in a in a proper, timely uh, way. There'll be uh, broader announcements that'll be made by the PM about the finer details around this. Clearly, we know that there is a lot of interest mm. in different parts of the country, not the least of which is South Australia. So what and guarantees can you provide? I know you can't make the announcement, but clearly your government has been thinking through the, the job implications, the, the domestic implications. Can you give South Australia that guarantee? Well, I mean, in the same breath as you, you just recognise, Patricia, I, I can't give the full detail and, and in that uh, I'm not in a position to be offering guarantees or or definite commitments when the Prime Minister is going to be making uh, these announcements and providing the detail that you're after in due course. I just want to move to the implications for other legislation. The Greens are hopeful this deal with you will lead to an agreement on the safeguards mechanism and that's another mm -hmm. major sticking point. Does the negotiation show that, you know, on coal and gas, you're open to those ideas of, of banning it? I guess I can understand why people might read into mm. uh, agreement on some pieces of legislation and stretch it out to others, but it's a bit bit more difficult because the, the pieces of legislation, well, in terms of the NRF's element around, uh, say, for example, our commitment to fund uh, the development of energy, energy manufacture, if I can put it that way, in broad terms within the fund, and we've calculated that as part of our emissions targets reduction, it, th these are very complex and different matters with respect to the National Reconstruction Fund and the safeguards mechanism. But we do think that the safeguards mechanism is an important, really important part to us reducing emissions longer term and getting industry buy-in with respect to that. But it's and different. And so I'd be careful about... Banning yeah, it is coal different. and gas it, is easier for you to do in your bill, you're saying. I'm just translating I'm, compared I'm not, to the other well, bill. No, I, if you don't mind, and I don't mean to be finicky here, but we're not banning coal, coal and gas in the NRF. We're saying that the NRF is about a specific activity uh, where there's a value-add component. We recognise that 
uh, energy generation through coal or through gas, or gas as a feedstock is really important. You and I have previously discussed around gas uh, prices in times past, the value of that to heavy industry, and that, that'll continue, but we need to find new ways to get things done, and industry is committed to that, and in particular, their investors are very focused on that too, and the safeguards mechanism gives people a sense about what they need to do over a period of time to reduce emissions. Uh, from all their emissions output and we need to be able to work that stuff through in a practical way. There'll be some people, I understand their ambitions very high, but we need to be able to achieve what's practical based on what we've got available vis-a-vis -vis technology at this point in time. Just before I let you go, there's a story this morning. A Senate inquiry has recommended the federal government trial a four-day work week at full play across a range of industries and locations. Mm. Is this a good idea? I, look, I haven't read the report, but uh, it, it does echo a sentiment that is existing or starting to emerge. And I think in time, uh, people will think, given what we've experienced through the pandemic, ways of working are getting a real shake up. And uh, it'll be something that gets worked out in individual workplaces based on the way that they operate. But I think with the way in which people uh, rightly have expectations, and I, I represent a lot of people that lose a lot of their day traveling from one part of the city to the other, being able to have flexible work arrangements, and that might extend to how many days a week they work, um, is something that people will be attracted to. Uh, I'll obviously, and the government will obviously look at the way in which the report is structured, but I think there's a lot of this thinking that's happening well beyond Parliament in workplaces, not just here, but abroad too, where they think the use of technology, for example, changes the way that things happen. And if people can get the salary for the days that they want to work, as opposed to what they're currently working, uh, again, that's stuff that they'll work through with their employer. But uh, I think the world will continue on a path of rethinking the way in which things get done mm. in businesses and industry, and I, I suspect we'll see more of this in the future. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Have that, a good weekend. You too. That's the Minister for Industry and Science, Ed Husey. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.